October 2020 special where we are dissecting all of the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Today we are going with the season three episode, Treehouse of Horror 2. Uh, I'm Brandon and of course I'm with... Uh, you're with uh, Mark right here. David. Zach! <laughs> Zach's trying so hard not to look at me right now. He's doing like the, the, the hand to the face like, nope, not gonna... It, it, it's one of those things where you look up at the ceiling and like, that's a really nice pink color up there. <laughs> look at that tree. That's a nice tree. That's a nice, that's a nice boulder. Yeah, that so, is a nice boulder. <laughs> Today we are here to talk about the second Simpsons Halloween special. Um, Alert. Overall, I don't think it holds up as well as the first one. Nope. I think you're being very kind. Um, yeah, I think... He is being very kind. I on think that you're one. being very kind. Actually, not only that, in in the and I know Brandon's going to do the intro, but even in the intro, that Marge's lips wrong. didn't match up to the fucking audio. Like that's that's you, where we were. You at. can tell they were still in the yeah. early days of their animation. Yeah. with this one. Oh yeah. Um, in fact, if I in fact I do think this one did have quite a few production problems. Like the, I think there were a lot of last minute additions and everything. Oh. Um, but we'll cover some of those as we go through the segments. Sweet. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, starting with the intro, Marge comes out of a red curtain on a stage, much like the last Treehouse of Horror, and basically she just gives another introduction, saying this episode is much scarier and more violent and she sneaks and she thinks we snuck in some bad language too and she's trying to convince parents not to let their kids watch but if they didn't listen last year they're not going to listen this year and then we go to the title uh simpsons halloween special 2 where we go through a graveyard got some more tombstones this time we had bambi's mom jim morrison a very hippie-ish uh, gravestone, Walt Disney, whose gravestone was frozen, <laughs> and uh, lose weight now, ask me how. <laughs> <laughs> Am I missing one? I feel like I might be missing no, one. No, that, that last uh, one's pretty great. The last two are definitely the best, the Walt Disney one, especially nowadays, and uh, lose weight now, ask me how. <laughs> All it needed was like a call, a 1-800 number? Yeah. So then Homer is home alone watching the news um, when some trick-or-treaters come to the door, which who are uh, Kearney and Jimbo, two of the town bullies. Uh, Homer asks them, hey, aren't you guys a little old for this? You're not even wearing costumes. But they threaten to egg the house if, they, if he doesn't give them candy, so he gives them all the candy. But they egg the house anyway. Because they're <laughs> dicks. <laughs> yep. Uh, Marge returns with the kids from trick-or-treating. Uh, Bart's wearing an executioner costume. Lisa, a totem pole costume. Uh, was Maggie wearing a costume? A witch mask. Yeah, yeah, a little witch mask. Yeah, a little where mask. she promptly face plants into the floor yep. as she <laughs> enters the room. And Marge had her hair streaked like the uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Pretty cool. Um, she tells the kids only one piece of candy tonight, otherwise they'll have nightmares. But Bart, Lisa, and Homer are just gorging on candy. Um, and yeah, they're laughing at the idea of three bad nightmares. We then cut to Lisa in bed, just still gorging on candy right before she falls asleep. 
Pretty much looking like Brendan does on any Saturday night. <laughs> I don't eat That's in bed. true. There are <laughs> I don't know. Starburst wrappers right here. That's on a TV tray in the living room, Zach. Is that actual physical evidence there? I'm just saying. We have evidence of we your candy habits. addiction. It's not an addiction. I can stop anytime I want. Stop now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before we get into the uh, Lisa's Nightmare, our first segment... Uh, should we take this time to talk about like trick or treating? Does anybody have any trick or treating memories or anything? Oh God, the uh, uh, quite a few of them, man. The I uh, mean, they were kind of simple for me. I don't remember anything special happening. I feel I feel like I have a story. I just so fucking long ago that I'm like, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I remember having fun, but that's about it. Like nothing special happened. It was just a you know fun, simple time. Well, dude, I, I actually um, I like what my there's a reason why I never leave town um, uh, around Halloween is because well, the show, shit my dad does and actually Zach is the only person who has actually yeah this is at, this is interesting he has been at my house and uh, my dad actually has a tradition what he does is he brings a fire pit out to the front lawn um, and uh, and he gives candy to the kids and beer and wine to the adults and <laughs> everyone comes to my house and there's like so, there's almost like there's a party like a separate party inside the garage for all of, like the friends and family and shit. And then, like, we conduct a party for the neighborhood um, out on the driveway. People come and visit. A neighbor comes over and, and makes uh, amazing apple pie martini shots, or martinis that are pretty fucking delicious. Um, and we give candy to the kids, man. It's, it's actually a really, really fun time. Um, uh, we've been doing it for, you know, since all of his kids stopped going out trick-or-treating. Like, that's when he started the tradition. Um, but, yeah, I have a bunch of memories of going, uh, you know, trick-or-treating and seeing a lot of cool decorations and, you know, like, in some ways that people have gotten creative. Like, this lady who made, like, a um, a maple syrup, like, jello mold uh, and, like, turned, you know, basically it was a brain mold and, like, put it out in her, her front lawn and she dressed as a witch and it's like, I'm gonna, you know, this is, this is the last, last trick-or-treater, this is the last trick-or-treater as a brain, I'm gonna do that to you. I mean, it's Fun, stupid shit. Um, I'm actually a big fan of Halloween. Um, uh, yeah, it's the, oh, it's the only Dude. holiday of the year that's important, other than you know national holidays. It, well, yeah, I mean it, it should be a national holiday. But that being said, the um, it's probably one of the very few times a year that I eat a tremendous amount of candy. Um, I don't have a problem like other people on this podcast. <laughs> Even on Halloween, the, uh, I still don't eat that much candy. I wouldn't candy. say I have a problem, Mark. I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I have a solution, sir. That's the... Yeah. the Halloween um, is fucking awesome, dude. This yeah, is Halloween why I like... It's you just... Know, a, you, have, this is, you have kids, man, so it must yeah. be a little different oh, yeah. for you. you know, uh, Definitely different. The, um, you know, taking them out there and, you know, experience their um, reactions and stuff. So every year we have a, you know, different costume for them. They, you know, it, it's really fun. You know, especially because, like, every year they have, like, some kind of different fad or whatever they want to get into. So it's like, all right, you guys want to be Power Rangers this year or next year is, all right, I want to be a witch. Or next year is, I want to be, you know, Frankenfurter. It's like, oh, okay. That was a big jump. <laughs> okay. Nothing quite like, that was, was that your son or daughter that wanted to be Frankenfurter? Um, it could go either way. Um, Just uh, like Frankenfurter. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> that means two things. Uh, I think one of the most hilarious things is what the year Episode One came out. Me and my buddy both dressed up as Darth Maul and started having fights with every Jedi we found. Oh, yeah, nice. that is pretty cool. And Very here's nice. the thing: we both pretty trained with dual lightsabers, so we would just gang up on him and start beating the shit out of the kids. <laughs> 
how dare you like episode one? No. I'm the best how, part of this movie. How dare you like the Jedi? Be a Sith, you sucker. Oh my god. The uh, Episode one is a great movie, Mark. Don't deny it. The uh, I, I, I will never say that. Um, you will say it. I, I will say it's a mediocre movie at best. Um, the <laughs> I don't give a shit how many death stares you give me. Um... I remember, like, I remember one year when I was a kid, I made, I, I wanted, really wanted to be Indiana Jones because I just watched Raiders of the Lost Ark, but there were no zero costumes available for the for the Raiders of the Lost Ark. So I literally, the most accurate part of my costume was the legitimate fedora from Disney, like outside of the the um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark show they have. But the rest of my costume was like this makeshift fucking coat, brown coat, and like a bunch of, like a button-up shirt, and like a, like a revolver and a whip. Um, but I, I had to use the, a black whip from my last year's Zorro costume. Like, you didn't know who the fuck I was. <laughs> they're like, well, who are you, honey? The, um, I'm Indiana Jones. Sure you are. <laughs> and then I actually, you know what was really cool, though? Like, uh, when um, uh, uh, Crystal Skull came out, like, when I was in college, the, I got to actually do a legitimate Indiana Jones costume because they had them available. Um, and I got to do a repeat um, and avenge my 10-year-old self from a really shitty, shitty Indiana Jones costume. Um, and then one year I did Terminator. Um, I had the legit the legit biker um, leather pants and legit nice. leather jacket, the whole nine yards, pump shotgun. I didn't have the twirly shotgun, unfortunately. Couldn't find that, but I got a pump one. The, yeah, and sunglasses. Yeah, I, I did a lot of movie shit. But like a lot of normal kids didn't do that. I, I, I pretty much every one of my costumes was something movie oriented. Nice. Um, and actually, I'm pretty sure every one of my costumes in my entire life has been from a movie. Um, I've never gotten something generic. Um, oh, I'm sorry. One year when I was really lazy, I got like a white mask. But everything besides that was has been legitimately from a film of some kind. So I'm going to ask the question that our audience is definitely wondering right now. Did you keep the whip in leather pants? <laughs> uh, leather, uh, the whip, um, I lost at some point. Uh, the leather pants, uh, I've kept for many years until they no longer fit me. Um, uh, the, uh, I went from being like, it went from being a cool terminal costume to uh, kiss on their reunion tour. Um, uh, <laughs> the, the, um, uh, and sometime, you know, after high school, I, I gained an ass, so I can no longer fit into leather pants. So, um, uh, it was an unfortunate part, but, uh, but yeah, it came, it went from, like, really cool Terminator to sad old rocker. So, I'm like, nope, I should probably get rid of these. You, you um, went from Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1984 to Arnold Schwarzenegger 2018? Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. Actually, even worse, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, 2009 or eight. When he was when he was actually the governor of California, that must have been a stressful time. Ooh. Yeah, I don't so really I remember much from my trick or treating days. Like I remember one year, my dad made a night costume out of me. Uh, Night costume for me out of cardboard, not out of. Say <laughs> how the fuck did he do that? <laughs> that would have been uh, all over the news. <laughs> or Brandon was secretly Peter Pan, and somebody tore your shadow away from you. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I lived in a pretty normal neighborhood when I was a kid. Um, Normal-ish. Well, I mean, you were there, so how normal yeah. could it possibly have been? Yeah, there, there are some stories my parents have told me over the years. It's like, oh, so that's what was going on there at those houses. That's creepy. <laughs> okay, the, oh uh, <laughs> okie dokie. Um, 
But yeah, I, I was always remember it's like I'd always have a pillowcase full of candy by the time I got home. Nice, yeah. nice, yeah. No, I was then um, fifth grade hit. I got braces, and it's like half the candy I would get I couldn't eat anymore during that time. Oh, that's uh, so that's when it, so that was pretty much my last Halloween. That's kind of how I fell out of dressing up for Halloween. Is I did dress up that year, and I would answer the door and give out candy. And then the next year, I still had braces, and it was like I just uh, what's the point? Um, so that's kind of how I fell out of dressing up for Halloween. Um, but that is also how I got into, like, the Friday 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Because oh, nice. since I stayed home, TNT would show those movies all night. Um, that's also how I first saw Halloween 3. And I knew everybody thought it was terrible, and then I watched it on TNT. I'm just like, this is nowhere near as bad as people say it is. No. And now it's actually my favorite of the Halloween movies. Bite me, Zach. No, that's... Um, just, no. And we think that's adorable, Brendan. <laughs> it's a good movie. The uh, Sure it is. Dude, I actually remember being a little bit older and going to the bars. I remember one year um, after um, my dad was done with all his stuff. It was on a, it was a, when Halloween had hit on a Friday or a Saturday. We went out to one of the local bars. There were not one, not two, not three, not four... But five Ace Ventura pet detectives nice. running around in that bar. Jesus Christ! And it was all different versions of the movie too. Like one of them was like one with like a regular thing, you know, regular guy. The other one was a uh, there was two of them with the tutus on when he went to the same asylum. Um, and another one actually had the same you know crazy colorful shirt, but with a parrot on uh, on top of his shoulder. Uh, it was pretty great. The nice. uh, I took pictures with as many as I possibly could. Did uh, any of them bend over and talk out of their ears? Uh, one of them did. <laughs> okay. The, uh, <laughs> so the night right. wasn't a complete one, waste. one of them did. One of them did. And then, obviously, the craziest thing, too, was going to uh, headquarters with you guys. I had never seen so many variety of unique costumes in my entire life. The um, At headquarters? Yeah. Um, dude, there was literally one of the shower costume from Karate Kid. Running around like really? that's how crazy specific it was. The, it was ridiculous. Oh, it was absolutely ridiculous. I felt bad for that guy. He probably like I, it'd be a bitch. I was gonna to say downstairs. moving around in that thing is a pain in the ass. Oh, it is ridiculous. What we need to do though is this year we need to find a costume contest and do a group costume of the shunting from society. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling was, you, we need to do the ages of Hetfield. The uh, oh god. We're, we're gonna we're gonna hear Brandon's idea until the thirty first. He's gonna kick and scream until yeah. we do it. Dude, well, I mean, with dude, how many dude, times dude. Mark brings up society during these podcasts, that has to be the capper. The uh, well, we finally yeah. enter a costume contest as the shunting. I'm down for it. You have to convince these other two now, dude. If 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 if, if we do the ages of Headfield, though, Brandon's gonna end up being the uh, Saint Anger one from the documentary. <laughs> full <laughs> mental breakdown. <laughs> Going as Corey film in the splatter. The oh, yeah, that's what I'm oh doing. god! <laughs> well, should we do the no. ages of Corey Feldman? Oh yeah, I did do that. <laughs> Holy that's what god. I'm doing. Wasn't this a Simpsons podcast? <laughs> oh, I think so. <laughs> well, there was a period of time where Lisa Simpson was obsessed with the Corys. So, what? Oh yeah, she yeah. was. I remember that is an episode we need to watch. Yeah. The um, and everybody forgets there were two Corys. One of them yeah. died, but you know. But, yeah. Wait, there were? Yeah, yeah. Right. there were. That was a big thing in the in the eighties. Like it was the Corys, the um, uh, very very big teen heartthrobs during that time. All right. And we all know what happened to all of them. Unfortunately, the uh, as what happens to most teen heartthrobs. 
that. <laughs> a lot of that. Lots of cocaine. And as it continues, <laughs> for you, I award nothing. No, no, no. For you, I bequeath you. Bequeath you. Jesus. So moving on, David, tell us about Lisa's Nightmare. Now this is the All only right. Treehouse of Horror that does not give titles to the segments, but there are episode guides that do call Lisa's mm-hmm. Nightmare the monkey's paw. So nice. Real, real quick, the, uh, one thing before you get into it, because this is important. Um, the one thing I will say about this episode, I liked how they, they tied everything in. Um, yeah. uh, they, I thought this was an interesting way to tie everything in. It made it more streamlined than just Bart telling a story up in a treehouse. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a like a, it was more of a unique way to 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 flow the narrative through and through. Yeah. So I think they do this a lot, pretty much for most of their episodes, where they're tying things in like that. So Fair it works. So tell us about Lisa's nightmare. This one's definitely my favorite of the uh, three segments. Um, the Simpsons start off. I think they go on vacation to Morocco. Mm-hmm. Um, Homer spots a merchant, or he spots the uh, monkey paw that merchant's selling. Uh, so he goes over there to talk about that. Um, merchant explains that he gets four wishes for whoever you know holds it. Which, um, which the merchant also warns him against it. But yeah. It's like so. Why is he selling it if he doesn't want to sell it? Yeah. It's, but <laughs> anyway, uh, the man, the merchant, you know, warns Homer that the. Um, the hand's gonna bring a lot of misfortune when used. So, obviously, it disregards whatever the merchant says. Yeah, I get four wishes. So the Simpsons are headed back, you know, to the states or whatever. And Homer gets uh, caught trying to sneak in some souvenirs on the plane. <laughs> you will, you will pay us. You will pay <laughs> us two American dollars. <laughs> anyway, they get back. Uh, they're in the house and they're trying to figure out what to basically use their first wish on. Where um, while they're trying to figure that out, Maggie grabs the hand and makes you know her own wish. <laughs> and there's a luxury car that appears in front of the house, and Homer gets really excited, He's like, "Oh, good baby, it's a luxury car!" And there's a knock on the door, and there's a new pacifier there for Maggie. Nice. <laughs> car leaves. You know something hilarious if you really think about it? Maggie's the only one that did get fucked over by one of her yeah. wishes. Yeah. I was waiting for her to like heal over and die or something. Nope, nope, nope. No. Maggie's the only Just one. Just a new pacifier. It's like right, didn't okay. walk away with shitty results from her yeah, from her wish. Nice. So there is something to be said about that. I mean, the rest of the family was disappointed. I mean, so, that's but, but I mean, that, that's, she was. That's a huge stretch, though. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a huge stretch. Yeah, like the consequences are supposed to be brought onto you, not like everyone else. <laughs> I, True. I suppose so. The uh, I think we're overthinking it more than the writers thought of this episode. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, then uh, I think the second wish was for uh, fortune and fame. Yep. Um, where, like, they're, you know, they're pretty much everywhere. Advertising, making albums, <laughs> it, it, movies. They got awful meta it, there for a yeah, second. Yeah. <laughs> Little, little too meta. Are there anything these people won't do? <laughs> it's like, are you fucking serious? Dude, Bart's on an, an ad for a mammogram. Yeah. It's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> mammogram, man! Uh, Alright, that, that, that one was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> the first episode wasn't that bad. It actually had some funny moments. No, yeah. and like, now that I'm thinking about it more, it's, it actually was pretty funny. Oh yeah, this is the one I have like remember for a while like watching these episodes. Like, as soon as I saw the, the monkey paws, I got alright. I know which one this is. Right. I love it. Here we go. Here we go. So what ended up happening next, David? Uh, 
so they get tired of that. Uh, the, no, they don't get tired of it. It's everybody hates them. Yeah, everybody hates them. Yeah. They get tired of the Simpsons in general. They don't get tired of the fame. They just, you know. And, and, then, and then world peace happens. Yeah, world, Lisa hides behind the couch and, and wishes for world peace. And then Homer turns around and is like, Lisa, how selfish of you. <laughs> Dude, and Zach and I looked at each other and we're like, as soon as they started yeah. throwing the guns away, it's like, yep. yep. <laughs> obviously, obviously, guess this, what happens. This is sad how cynical we are. Oh, it's we're like, like, oh, yeah. terribly cynical. It's like, well, we know what's coming next. See, 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 like Brandon's a, 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 you know, a very soft cynical, like almost to himself cynical. Zach and I are blatant cynics. Blatant cynics. <laughs> I'm a little both. All the guns are gone. What's going to happen now? <laughs> David. Aliens come. <laughs> Enslave them. <laughs> this episode's appearance of Kang and Kodos. Yes. And, Who apparently appear in every episode, yep. right? Which um, there is... I, I can't... Like, I watched the commentaries of the first few seasons back when I was a teenager. So it's been like decades, centuries since I've watched them. <laughs> Um, but it there was, was 85 w- years ago. <laughs> there was um, there was one episode where they mentioned that the good thing about Halloween episodes is if they're short on time, they can just extend the laughter of Kang and Kodos. Oh, and I think they definitely nice. did that wow. for this one. That explains a lot. Yeah. I was expecting at least like uh, you know an Austin Powers Doctor Evil gag where they run out of breath or something, but no, we did not receive that. <laughs> I was cheated. But how do the aliens take over, David? Pretty much with what whips. I think it was a slingshot and a slingshot club. and clubs and, and whips. And Lenny wishes that they saved an A bomb or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we should have saved an A-bomb or two. Oh, we go yeah. to the gun store guy. Hey, you save anything? I'm a fucking banker now. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, and then after that, they all gather in the kitchen trying to figure out what to do next. Because <laughs> they're, you know, enslaved. And Homer's like, all right, I want a turkey sandwich. And I don't want nothing funny here. No zombie turkeys. No zombie turkeys. I don't want to turn to a turkey myself. <laughs> And then there's, here he goes, a perfect sandwich. He, he examines it and eats it. It's like, mm, okay. Turkey's kind of dry. The turkey's dry. <laughs> he gets over dramatic about the fucking turkey. You son of a bitch! God damn it! What demon from the depths of hell created me? <laughs> Completely ignoring the fucking alien invasion that's going on right outside. No, fuck the alien invasion, dude. It has nothing to do with my dry turkey. <laughs> Fucking, I love Flanders, though. You know, totally, totally, fellow slave. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Flanders is absolutely the best part of the Simpsons. Yeah, he, he really yeah. is. So Ned gets the monkey spot from Homer, David. Pretty much, yeah. He goes um, outside to throw the paw in the garbage, and Ned's like, "Hey, is that one of those um, hand things that you know the, the uh, monkey paws that gives you currency four wishes?" Like, yeah. Yeah, Homer's about to warn him. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here you go. And then Ned is like, all right, thank you. And Ned wishes the, uh, technically wishes the uh, uh, aliens gone. Or he's like, let's get rid of these pesky aliens. And then um, you see yeah, Moe well, getting chased. Before that, yeah, uh, it, 
Kodos is chasing Mo, and then he wishes. And then Mo starts yeah. chasing him with a board with a nail. <laughs> oh, he's got a board with a nail on it. Run, Kodos! <laughs> They're all running a spaceship. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I, like, I wasn't laughing as hard when I was watching the episode, but now that we're recanting it, I actually, I was like, you know what? It's because we're picturing something really stupid compared to what we actually saw. I guess so. I, I don't know. Like, it's it, just like, just imagine Mo chasing some asshole alien with a board and a nail. You son of a bitch, get over here! Enslave humanity, will ya? <laughs> In his fucking accent, to enslave humanity, will ya? Dude, I love um, Hank Azaris talking about, like, that was... Like, he literally, they asked him, how did you get the voice of Mo? He's like, that's my shitty Al Pacino impression. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> they, they, I was like, that's, that, uh, yeah. That's my <laughs> shitty Al Pacino impression. It, this guy's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty much the end, and they uh, got a crowd lifting uh, Ned Flanders up, you know, celebrating. And that then was he, pretty uh, much. Turns his house turns into it, a Oh, yeah. So Which, it just up that a was one bit. of the last minute production things, because like at the very last shot of it is Homer and his yard saying, I wish I had a monkey's paw. And if you look closely in the background, you can see Ned's house is completely unchanged. It's not a castle. Like You just see the edge of his regular house. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> that is interesting. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of last minute changes to this episode. I don't remember all of them, but I know that that was like the biggest one. I'm gonna spruce up the Elm Homestead castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? So, um, yeah. so D- David, uh, you said this was your favorite of the episode. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. It's by far. Jumping ahead here, it's also my favorite of this episode. I, I do think it is the most complete story out of the three. Yes. Um, and it was also probably the funniest overall. And like the second episode, I feel like didn't have an ending. And I feel like the third one didn't have a middle. Yeah. I think what, you're, I think, I think you're also being too nice. Well, we'll get into it when we actually get into them. The, yeah, for Mark, sure. Mark, what did you think of Monkey's Paw? Oh, I enjoyed it. And, and like I said, I, I, I don't, for some reason, uh, when we were watching, watching the episode, um, I wasn't laughing as hard. You know, and as we were all talking about the jokes and everything else, I'm like, oh, this actually was... Really fucking funny, and there there were a lot of good gags. I, I you know the whole thing, um, uh, the the thing about the two dollars, fucking great. Yeah. The um, uh, and then obviously the whole thing about the, the um, uh, getting rid of all the guns and just yeah. you understand too, like I, I, like just to set the scene, like when we watch these, we all watch these together, and don't think for a second that we're all just like dead, like blinder focus on the on the thing. We're all looking at each other, reacting to how we're reacting. We'll we'll say a few things. We're not as vocal as like when we watch Goosebumps, but we will say some things yeah. here and there. Um and then just said one thing like Zach and I were like, mm, I wonder where this is going. The uh, like and, and like and uh, you can almost like count like aliens in five, four, three, <laughs> two, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, no, but the, it was it was a lot of like it was a lot of there was some fun, uh, pretty fun gags mm-hmm. in in the episode. Overall, it was, it was a pretty good episode. Um, I, definitely not like I imagine. Again, I still imagine what I've said before is I think that I will enjoy later uh, episodes. Yeah. I think and they're still trying to kind of get their their footing, and I think the consistency is going to get even better and better as time goes on. Just like one thing in the beginning of this segment that I forgot is like when he comes back with the pot Mars, like where did oh, yeah. you get that from 
He's like right over there, and it's like this sandstorm, and the, <laughs> the, the uh, whole stand's gone. It's like, where did he go? And the camera pans. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Don't sorry. worry, it was just off camera, and he was he was fucking waving. Which has another of the uh, production issues is the animators didn't animate the shopkeeper's lips moving when he says, "Y'all be sorry." Yeah. Oh shot. yeah. I noticed that. I'm like that. It looked a little weird and they didn't and they didn't have the time or the money to send it back and get it fixed this was before the simpsons could demand things true uh zach what did you think of the monkey spot uh it's definitely the best episode of the bunch probably my second favorite of the uh segments so far yeah. uh, i still think the haunted house one was the funniest <laughs> yeah it was good stuff yeah um yeah uh, before we move on has anybody ever read the actual original short story the monkey's paw no, no. I've, um, I've heard it. I just—it's not one that really sticks to the memory. Yeah, it, it, it's you. The Monkey's Paw is very iconic, and even Jordan Peele named his uh, production company after the Monkey's Paw. Mm. Um, in all honesty, I think the Simpsons version is better than the actual original short story because <laughs> stuff enough. actually happens in it. Cut to commercial, and then when we come, when the show came back, uh, Lisa is waking up Bart. Uh, she tells him she had a bad dream. Can she sleep in his bed? Bart says no. She then offers him a candy necklace, at which point he just takes it, eats it all in one go, gives her the string, which is disgusting. Oh, says climb aboard. Um, it's such a brother thing to do. It really so. is. Uh, and then we go into, and as Bart's falling back asleep, he looks at his crusty jack in the box, and we go into Bart's nightmare, also known as the Bart Zone. Zach, tell us about the Bart Zone. So, Bart Zone is a very heavy Twilight knockoff type of thing. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, not Twilight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two very different things. Zach. Very different things. Um, yes, they are. What? What? The, um, that just shows uh, I, how boring this episode is and how little I care. The Dude, I can't, I can't begin to tell you how many differences there are there. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so this is a Twilight Zone uh, type of episode. It has the narration and everything. And, uh, yeah, apparently Bart is essentially God and can do whatever the hell he wants at the drop of a hat. If you have any unhappy thoughts, he'll fuck with you. Like, turn you into a dog. Yeah. A dog with your human head, because reasons. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty yeah. accurate. Yeah. And then also make the cat breathe fire. Also give it like super long legs and a fucking party hat, I believe. And it, it's just like, okay. For problems with the episode aside, that cat redesign was pretty cool. Eh. Freaking flower coming out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, um, everyone is essentially terrified of him. They do everything they can to please him. Um, he goes to school. Everybody's praising him. They rewrite history to accommodate his fucking test answers. Which... So, so America was founded in 1936 and discovered by some dude. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, the name of our country I mean, that's is that, that's no that. longer America. It's Bonerland. Boner. <laughs> I mean, that, that <laughs> one, loved that delivery. The, the one answer, though, isn't completely inaccurate. I mean, it was found by somebody. I mean, you're was... not entirely wrong. It was found by somebody, I but... Mean... I mean, uh, let's see. Principal Skinner gets on the intercom and starts singing a really annoying song. What song was it again? Ragtime Girl? Yeah. Hello, yeah. my baby. Hello, my honey. Oh, yeah. And he does it so just boringly. It's like, okay. 
Yeah, that was pretty painful. Oh, yeah. Before he gets to school, so he gets on the bus and he tells... What's the dude's name? Otto. Otto? Yeah, he's like, I want to drive the bus today. Uh, I can't let you do that, little dude. Oh, wait, you're the little dude with the powers. Cool. (laughs) 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 And he has Otto on his hands and knees pushing the gas and brake pedals. (laughs) And he's going at top speed. He speeds right by the two cops. It's just like, oh, hey, Bart, what's up? As he zooms by, just causing chaos and mayhem. And then we cut to the front of the school and the bus is just healed Overturned. over in flames. <laughs> I do like Otto's line of, this is fun, isn't it? We're all going to die, aren't we? Dude, that, you've missed, you missed a, a perfect like Ralph moment in that whole scene. That's like, a good point. Like, well, th- this was before Ralph was the Ralph we know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah, this right. was before that. <laughs> I'm in danger! <laughs> if there was ever a moment to, to put that joke in, it was yeah. right there. Uh, let's see. Oh, what else happens? Uh, oh, so uh, Bart comes home. Uh, Homer's watching a football game, and he really wants his team to make a fucking field goal. Bart comes in. I want to watch Krusty. No, goddammit! I want to watch this fucking game! I have 50 bucks on it. Yeah, he has 50 bucks on this uh, score or whatever. So, all of a sudden, Homer disappears. Bart sits down, and he's just watching the game now. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hear the narrator. All right, so the ball is officially turned into an old middle-aged bald guy, and then you just see Homer go smack in the middle of the fucking, um, what's it called? Um, what the hell is it called, Mark? You're the football guy here? Goalpost? Yeah, yeah, the goalpost. Uh, He does not do a double doink, sadly, but that's neither here nor there. Um, So, yeah, uh, Homer loses $50 and gets his face smashed into a fucking goalpost. I I thought that was funny. Was and and what, what really makes this Lisa's reaction when um, Homer disappears, she's just looking around. <laughs> and then as they announce, it's like, the ball it looks good. Oh, it's turning into a fat, bald guy. And Lisa just perks up like, what? And then it's just like, all right, well, when something strange happens, we all know who to thank. Thanks, Bart. <laughs> it's just like, okay. do, do, do the, the crusty bit, though, was pretty funny. Krusty, he looks like... Oh my god, just... We've been up for 30, the 360 days. No, 300, I think it was 365. It was just five days. Because the 10-year-old boy won't let us stop. (laughs) Now he'll excuse me, I need to go to Sideshop Bomb and get some of those over-the-counter stay away pills. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty fucking funny. It's like, holy shit, man. uh, Yeah, that was pretty great. And now, Homer's sneaking up on Bart, thinking to himself... I just need to sneak up on Bart and not think about hitting him in the head and killing him with this chair. As long as I don't think about that, I'll be poof. (laughs) As he gets to Bart, he turns him into a jack-in-the-box. And then at that point, Marge is like, all right, that's it. We're done here. No, no, you come come here. Please. Please. (laughs) So they take Bart to uh, fucking... uh, Counseling. Yeah, counseling. Dr. Marvin Monroe. (laughs) Oh, he's actually a common character? Uh, he's been in a couple episodes. Oh, okay. Um, that was the first time I've ever seen him before. Yeah, which, um, if you look, and it's quick, but on the uh, window to his office, uh, it does say Bonerland on it. So. Oh, really? Jesus Christ. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. But yeah, he's examining Bart, and he's examining the father, and he's just like, you two essentially need to spend more time together. So they go to a baseball game, they go to a roller coaster, and... Mind you, Homer's still a jack-in-the-box during this whole thing. And they're having this nice father-son bonding moment. And then at the end, Homer's trying to tuck Bart into bed as a jack-in-the-box. He's just moving the blankets with his mouth and teeth. And they have this nice moment. And they love each other. And Bart's just like, I wish there was a way I could repay you. Could you please turn me back into a human? You know what? Yes. 
I've... So he turns Homer back into a human, and they're both just like, I love you, son. I love you, dad. They hug each other, and Bart wakes up screaming like a <laughs> madman. <laughs> yep, that was the episode. Yeah. Um, that was the bit. It wasn't terrible like, like the Raven, but it wasn't as great either. you, Zach. Dude, the Raven was fucking terrible. Dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was uh, have any of you ever seen the Twilight Zone episode, It's a Good Life? That, that's the one that they were aping on for this one. Pretty much a kid. There's this little kid, maybe five years old. He has the same powers that Bart has in this episode. And he's literally just gotten rid of the entire world except this one town. And everybody is just scared out of their minds. Like, it really is one of the creepiest episodes of the original Twilight Zone. It's a mm. season three episode called It's a Good Life. Um, like, everybody has to have happy thoughts. Nobody can say anything that goes against him. It's really, it's based on a short story that was basically a metaphor for living in a totalitarian government. Mm. Um, and there's a birthday party for one of the adults later in the episode, and one of them gets a little drunk and starts causing trouble. And the kid does turn him into a jack in the box, but it's not as prominent. Like, you just see the silhouette against the wall. Mm. Um, and it's Per, I, 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 it's been a while since I watched the episode, but I think they pretty much imply that turning him into a jack and box kills him. Mm. Um, Shit. And it is like a small town, like it's a farm town, and it gets to the point where it's um, the kid gets so mad that he makes it snow like really bad to the point where it kills the crops. And, but everybody has to say, oh, it's good that you killed our crops. Because everybody's just so afraid to, say, to speak up against him. That's pretty fucking terrifying. Yeah, it would be terrifying. It's a really yeah. good episode. So what uh, happens when you make a five-year-old god? Uh, Joe Dante actually did the uh, remake of it for the Twilight Zone movie in 1983, and that was probably one of the that was probably my second favorite segment of the movie. Um, but yeah, the the original from season three of uh, the Rod Sterling Twilight Zone is one of the ten, maybe one of the five best episodes. Nice. Yeah, definitely. You guys should definitely check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Nice. I actually remember a, um, uh, you know, it was funny when I was watching the whole, like, classroom scene, and I, and I was like, ugh, this is just not really that good. I actually remember back in the day watching a episode of Fairly Odd Parents, and there's a similar episode where, like, literally he wishes that he's always right. Oh, yeah, and every time oh, he says something, even if it's wrong, it makes it him It makes right. it right. It, like, it's yeah. way funnier. Like, literally, he's, they ask him a question, like, how many states are there in, in the United States? He's like, 49. Um, uh, and, and, um, and then he, they're like, no, that's not correct. The, the, literally, the principal gets on and says, hey, everybody, big news. North Dakota and South Dakota have, have decided to merge into one state. <laughs> then literally, all the stars change to 49 versus 50. And I'm like, oh, that's a much better way to handle that than, than, than what's going on with the uh, principal singing show tunes a cappella. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was yeah, a really I, I think episode. they were trying to fill time with that because like, they had him do it twice. I did like the Mo prank call, though. <laughs> I yeah. thought the Mo prank call was like, all right, you're trying too hard. Yeah, it kind of got to that a point. One went, like, like, there's uh, a lot... There's a lot of good Mo prank calls in the show, but that one was like, right, you're trying yeah, there's really way better. Hard there's way one. better uh, Mo uh, Mo prank calls. Yeah, much better. Oh, that was the highlight of the segment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's after. Uh, it, I feel like this one doesn't have an ending because it's like it does end with that montage of Jack in the Box, Homer and Bart, and 
Supposedly that is like a recreation of like a, an anti-smoking ad from the 60s. Mm. Um, but I mean, that, that would be completely... Unlike the HBO joke from the first, from last episode, um, from the first trail support, this, that, that's a reference that just doesn't mm. hold up now. Like it's complete. I think it was completely lost on you guys. And oh yeah. Like it, it only turned up in my research before we watched it, so it's like it was lost on me before then, and even then, it's like oh, okay. If you really do research care. to understand a joke, it's, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The, uh, you've lost. You, uh, you've lost your point at that point. The uh, you can't be like you know a week later we're like ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I do like the setup. I, I do like. I do think they did a good job of bringing that story of the Twilight Zone into the Simpsons world. I did think it had some funny moments. Um, but it just completely falls off at the end, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's weird. Oh, the guy who did I, the, I did like the Rod Serling-esque voiceover. I was, I was just going to say that. It's like one of my favorite narrations of all time. The um, uh, so. Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> So, um, uh, the third segment. Yeah, um, so, Zach, you seemed like you were just kind of okay on this one. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, like, good or great or anything. Uh, yeah. David, what did you think? Same thing, like, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst one, but definitely was kind of bored, especially towards the end. I mean, I could understand how it ended like that, because it is a nightmare, and nightmares do end abruptly, but... But yeah. we're watching a show. Yeah, the, the uh, story. So, yeah, but it it um, didn't do do much. Yeah, they have the said end. the the trials of horror episodes are the hardest to write because you have three stories, so you have like maybe seven minutes per story as opposed to yeah. twenty two minutes to go for a full story. So I can understand why a lot of in, a lot of these a lot of endings, especially towards the later years, do kind of just fall off. Um, but this one just, I don't know, it just going with the montage just felt very flat for me. I feel like they were maybe just rushing to get this episode done or something. I do think they made a good decision of getting rid of the wraparound stories at one point, yeah. after a certain point, because at some point they just decided it's eating up too much time. Yeah, but contrast between like the first um, Treehouse and then the second one, you can, you, you can definitely tell that they spent a lot of time with the first one this second episode for the treehouse just it felt like it was rushed well, it's, it's a lot of you know that's what a lot of bands say yeah. you can spend your whole life writing your first album but you, you your yeah. sophomore album you gotta write a lot faster than that yeah alright so yeah Zach said Bart wakes up completely terrified that he and his father love each other I do think that was a good capper though um, fair enough so yeah, uh, Marge and Homer are sleeping. Bart and Lisa come barging in. They're afraid. They had nightmares. They ask if they can sleep in their bed. Homer asks their toilet train. They say yes. Homer looks at his alarm clocks. It's 4 a.m. In a couple hours, he has to go to work as he nods off to sleep. Mark, tell us about Homer's nightmare, also known as "If Only I Had a Brain." Uh, it's basically a Frankenstein ripoff. Uh, Just way less entertaining. Way less entertaining. Uh, the Essentially, um, it cuts uh, cuts to Homer doing exactly what Homer always does, which is fall asleep at work. And Mr. Burns and Mr. Smithers are watching all the cameras saying, hey, we should fire somebody to get everybody in a panic. So they fire Homer. Um, uh, you know, Homer um, ends up getting a job at a graveyard um, and ends up digging a hole. Meanwhile, uh, Burns and Smithers 
are attempting to create the perfect employee, which is essentially a Frankenstein robot, but they still need a human brain to go. And for some reason, Smith, um, um, uh, Mr. Burns thinks it's a really good idea to fucking get a brain out of Homer Simpson, the employee that he just fired, um, drag it back, even though he's still alive. That was like the one funny part of that whole thing. <laughs> Step scaring Smithers. The, um, uh, uh, the, and then beat the shit out of him. Take his brain and put it in and then realize, oh, wait a minute, I've made a mistake. This robot is actually the same amount of intelligence as Homer is and just loves donuts, except like three times the strength and goes right through a brick wall to eat donuts. Dude, he uh, went through like five walls. Something, something like that. And then, uh, and yeah, they take out the brain and then, um, uh, Burns gets crushed by the giant, uh, robot. And then you, you, a little bait and switch, you think that they're, they're going to take out his brain, but they do not. They attach his head to Homer. The end. So yeah. now they're like conjoint They're conjoint heads. Uh, conjoint Homer heads wakes as well. up, he has Mr. Burns' head on his shoulder. And, yeah, this, this episode was definitely the weakest of the bunch. Yeah. Um, I didn't particularly enjoy it at all. Like, I, I, most of it fell very, very flat for me. The uh, my, like that like most of the episode felt like the the school scene in the last episode like flat flat lined and I'm like I'm like okay like you know I, like honestly if I wanted to watch something that makes fun of Frankenstein I'll watch Young Frankenstein. Yeah. It's weird. What, what this I one agree. really needed was more of Homer's brain in the w- robot. Sure, but yeah. of course they didn't have the time for it. But it's like maybe not cut back to Marge telling the kids. Oh, Homer hasn't been here for two days, and you have a fake Johnny Carson on the yeah. TV. Yeah. And that, that was, like, what, 30 seconds that could have been used for another joke with Homer's brain in the bot. Sure. Potentially, um, yeah. And I, and, I, and I think they thought that the gag where, uh, where Homer wakes up and finds, you know, um, Mr. Burns attached to him funnier than it actually was. Like, it was, it was almost, like, it, like, I was almost, when I was watching it, I was like, I was like, um, when a comedian like thinks they're funnier than they are, yeah. and they kind of go like, it, they treat a joke like a magic trick, like ta-da! Which, I made a joke. Th- there is a later Trios of Horror that does something similar right. at the end. I'm not going to say what it is, but they do something similar, and I actually think that version was worked into the story better in this one. Okay. Um, which I know for a lot of people it's sacrilegious to say that a later episode did something better than an earlier episode, but there I said it, and when we get to it, we'll talk about well, it. I'm not I'm not that much of a ravage Simpsons fan to have yeah, that type of you me know, either. This yeah. isn't Star Wars for me. Like you know, I don't I don't have that much of a horse in the race. Yeah. So I can I can have <laughs> yeah, a fresh I, opinion I, about things. I, I just let love it go. The Simpsons. I think every season has its high points and low points. Of course. The earlier ones, of course, have more high points than low points, but. I do think there are still a lot of high points to the more recent stuff that a lot of people won't acknowledge. I mean, that's true for most shows, so... Oh, always, yeah, man. Um, Yeah, yeah, so I'm getting the vibe that this is all of our least favorite of this episode. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Really, for this segment, like, my favorite part was just the cemetery bits that yeah really there, there was some it. good animation in the, in the cemetery yeah like just finding you know homer there and smithers like i don't know if you want this brain this is homer simpson we just fired him it's like 
Really? He starts imagining Smithers as a brain and is like, never mind, Simpsons will do. The uh, you know what's and, and, and I did like the line of like when they're putting the brain back in Homer and he's saying ow 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 as Burns <laughs> doing the needle on him and Homer, and Smithers says he is alive sir oh well I guess I owe you a coke <laughs> I liked that line yeah but I, I mean it was a couple good lines doesn't make a good segment overall overall and honestly it was it could have been a little redundant but you could have it had an opportunity for more. Um, tombstone gags in that particular one. Yeah. Because because there was oh, very yeah. few in the opening. Like, that could have been an excellent opportunity to add in I, even more. I definitely do think the last two tombstones really did hit it out of the park. Like, the Walt Disney one, especially fucking today. <laughs> yeah. And then the... I don't know about the... Okay, the last one, it's going to depend on how old you are, really. Like, if our age, of course, we're going to understand that yeah. one. But anybody who's younger to be like, what? Tell yeah. our audience, Zach. <laughs> Infomercials are not going to be, you know, going to be lost on most of the newer generation of yeah. folks. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think like, and I don't uh, like, and I think it was far enough. I and I do agree with you, Zach. I think that that really did stick the landing, but it was far enough away from the intro that we could have redid some more tombstone gags. If it was literally like like tombstone gags, and then like that first episode. Um, uh, tombstone gags. I would have been like, all right, a little too much. But um, to be fair, there was also a lot of tombstones in the first episode. There Even were in the yeah. first section. There were more tombstones. Yeah, yeah. we remember you, Toto. <laughs> Tonto, Dude. crazy, crazy was, horse, and not so Tonto? crazy horse. Yeah, that was still my favorite. And Gandhi. Gandhi. I fucking love that one. The, uh, but yeah, I think, I think this is definitely overall the weakest one. Yeah. And then there's a little, like, next week on the Simpsons thing of Homer living with Mr. Burns' head, and it wasn't that funny. And, like, once again, it was, it was one of those things, like, a comedian, like, pretending to be a magician, like, ta-da! They, like, <laughs> you, like, you're not, you you're... think it's funnier than what it really is. They, they yeah, were 30 exactly. seconds short on the episode, and they needed to come up with something. <laughs> <laughs> and you came up with that. Yeah. That's what you got. Okay. All right. Um, cool. So yeah, we've already. So I, I think we're all unanimous on our best and worst. Uh, Monkey paws the best. Anybody have a different pick? Yeah, no. Yeah. This time, if only I had a brain. Unanimous as the worst. Anybody Absolutely. have a different pick? All right. So we're actually in agreement yeah. on the best and worst for this one. We're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna have to start writing it down, like how many we agree with. How yeah. many we we're gonna have down. to write down um, and then just put tally marks over, like, all right. So is this worse than the Raven? Because so far the Raven has set the bar for worst. The, it's uh, that's I think if only I had a brain was worse than yeah, the worst one I think the last so. one. Like at I least I giggled at a part or two in if only I had a brain. The Raven I sat there, I'm just like, this is fucking boring. Nothing is happening. Yep. Um what about pick for funniest moment from the episode? Hmm. For this episode? Yeah. Funniest moment. I'm going to go ahead and say the world peace thing. Yeah, definitely the world peace thing. <laughs> it's like, well, we know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. The uh, Homer's freak out about the turkey thing, though, was pretty funny. Eh, it was all right. Yeah. The I uh, say world peace. World peace. I, I, yeah. I also liked the world peace. I liked the turkey sandwich. Um, At least that was very selfish of you. <laughs> I did like Mrs. Krabappel saying, Bonerland. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, though you know what though, uh, the, and I and I did like the football turning into Homer. Yeah, it was pretty. The, great. the football turning into no, Homer was all right. The, no, that the, might be my pick. The, the mammogram joke. 
with the advertisement. <laughs> Is there anything they won't do? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, not right. these days. Um, and then there wasn't really a lot of scary or creepy or gross moments I in this one. I not say there was anything but... scary or gross. Is, is there anything mm-hmm. that we can scrounge out of this one no. for a pick for scariest and or creepiest or grossest? Not really. And I mean, like, 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 if we're really getting technical, maybe the brain thing. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's. I mean, like pick. that's it. But like the, the, the sound effects work on that with the yeah. buzz saw going in the skull and the hollowed out head and the echoed snap of yeah. the brainstem. Like Actually, that was pretty gross. I, Actually, creepy. the funniest part, the I think the funniest part of that episode though was was when that when it hit the ground, it sounded like a coconut. Yeah, and in the in the ground. That is true. The uh, so that I was I waiting for him to be like, "There's nothing here." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. The uh, yeah, that would have been great. Like, oh, oh, there it is. I see it. The like, pulls out a fucking peanut. I, I'm not gonna say anything. The uh, uh, um, or a pencil. Like, March come. Like right in the beginning, just like this is gonna be like bloodier than the last, and it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it was bloodier and scarier than the last. There was like, no blood what? in this at all. Like her, 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 her messed up lips, uh, lip singing um, was lying to me. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they might have had a different line at that at first, Probably. and they didn't have time Maybe. to reanimate. So yeah, overall, my thoughts on this episode, there are some good lines, there are some good gags. There's really only one segment that actually works from beginning to end for me. Um, I do think this one has one of the stronger wraparound stories. So it's not a completely um, downbeat episode in terms of quality, but it's not, it's not one of my favorite Halloween specials overall. Um, Fair enough. What did you guys? What are your guys' final thoughts on it? Um, I disappointing. Def- yeah, very disappointing. Yeah. I thought like, like it started off pretty good, but it just dropped the ball like immediately after. I think there was a lot more falling flat than there was actual success and enjoyment with with this episode. And besides being a, have have an interesting idea. It was almost like the like the wraparound was wasted on a on a bad episode. Yeah, like that's yeah. like that's the you know like I was like oh this is a cool way to tie everything in but like but overall it was kind of a eh, eh. Yeah. it was very like it as Jeremy Johns would say you know I, I, you know I'll forget it in T minus you know one day I'm gonna forget about it in T minus ten seconds. Yep, I already yep. forgot. Yep, I mean like it, it was one of those things that like it's it, this is the, when we actually look back on all of them, I'll probably forget. You know most of, of what was going on. I probably I might remember Monkey Paw and remembering that there was a cool wraparound, but for the most part, not really. Yeah, David. No, definitely disappointed for sure. Especially because I like, experiencing the first episode as well. It holds up yeah. still to like today, after what over thirty years. You know that's <laughs> let's let's uh, let's hope it. Uh, picks that up a little bit in the next one yeah yeah for the love of god let's hope the uh yeah it'd be nice the uh so so yeah brandon you want right. yep. to wrap it up, up really yep thank let's you rip it up. thank you everyone for joining us for our second dissection of the simpsons treehouse of horror episodes uh you've been listening to the midwest horror network october 2020 special uh, don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias, including here on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Facebook and Instagram, and Slasher at Midwest Horror Network. And of course, please uh, please check out our awesome narrative show, Living Nightmares, episode one, two, and three are both 
up currently right now. And also, if you could be so kind, share a like, share, and subscribe um, anywhere you can. Let everyone you know about that because um, we could really use this uh, use the support, and we want to get this out to as many people as we can, uh, so we can continue having fun and bringing you all the great uh, content of the Midwest horror. Happy October, everyone. <laughs> yeah, th thank you.